Hey everyone, this is Steve Hernandez, host of the Waterwise Pro Podcast. Uh, I thank you for joining me. I have my buddy Dave Paulson here today from uh, uh, Irvine Ranch Water District. How's it going, Dave? Hey, pretty good. How's it going, Steve? Pretty good, man. Um, I'm going to do a little intro on you, and then we'll just get into a you know wrapping for the day and uh, and just see where it goes. Okay. Sounds good. Let's do it. Cool, man. So, so you're coming to us with 14 years of experience. You got your T5, your D5, your associates in water treatment, water distribution, um, your bachelor's in public administration, and all that just didn't come from, you know, right out of the gates. You, you, you had, you had a, a similar upbringing to me struggling with the schooling and the math and just thought that, you know, all you were going to be good for was uh, probably working with your hands or your back. And, uh, and, and I want to talk about that, but first I want to, you know, just share a little bit more about you um, and how you were on my radar. Um, first, um, I follow Irvine Ranch Water District on their Instagram page. I saw that they had uh, acknowledged you for being Operator of the Year for the uh, Southwest Membrane Operator Association, which is a territory of Arizona, California, Colorado, Hawaii, New Mexico, Nevada, and Utah. And uh, I was just like, wow, that's huge. I'd, I'd never heard of... Um, of that um, Samoa uh, um, association for operators, I had never heard of that, and uh, and so I was immediately intrigued by the, you know this uh, this guy that's uh, holding up a trophy uh, <laughs> on Irvine Ranch's page, and so I reached out to you. I think um, started following you, learning more about you, man, and um, and then we did a T five review, and you you uh, you attended that, which we'll talk about a little bit later on. But then more recently, you were named. Uh, operator of the year by AMTA, which is the American Membrane Technology Association, uh, which is a national um, acknowledgement. And uh, dude, so that's huge, man. Membrane op- uh, Plant Operator of the Year. Um, and he's right here, Southern California, uh, Irvine Ranch Water District. And uh, that didn't all, like I said, didn't all come from, you know, being that nerdy dude in school that, uh, you know, just killed all his AP classes um, and was just destined for, you know, great technical, you know, positions. Um, can you tell us, man, where, where, where that started or, or like how you got into the industry and, uh, and you know, and, uh, and take us to where, uh, where we are today, man. Thank you. Yeah. Well, you know what? Growing, growing up, I can actually remember when I was a kid. One day I was, this is kind of a long story, but when I was like 10 years old, I was sitting outside my house one day and I hear this clank. And then a minute later, clank, I'm sitting there in my driveway, you know, kicking rocks or whatever. And here comes this guy walking by. I think he had his headphones on. This is probably like late eighties. He had his, you know, tape deck, his headset, had his <laughs> Big old deck, tape deck. <laughs> short shorts and a t-shirt. And I'm like, and I'm like, Hey, what are you doing? He's like, read meter later dude you know and this guy just walked by and i was thinking hey that seems like a pretty cool job you know and i remember thinking that's a cool job so you know years later fast forward like 1997 i think i was working at kentucky fried chicken and just graduating from uh, high school i went to lisa Nagel high school here in southern california uh-huh. so during that I, I joined this regional occupation program which was like a job training it was an elective my senior year you know, they teach yeah. you like interview skills and, um, you know, how to get apprenticeships and things like that. And it was just something I was just taking just because I wanted an easy class at the time. So I'm taking this class and, you know, I think one of those nights I went home and I'm sitting there on the couch. I'm living with my mom and stepdad at the time. And we had a leak on the water heater. So doorbell rings, open the door. It's 
typical like old school plumber dude i think he was like you know smoking a cigarette wearing overalls <laughs> so this guy comes in this irish guy named clinton he comes in he's working on the water heater and anybody that knows my stepdad this guy can talk right so he's in there talking to this guy and i overhear him you know i'm just watching tv or whatever and i hear him saying oh my stepson you know he needs to get a, a good job you know he needs to get something like this a plumber because i think he just paid a few hundred bucks for you know getting a valve sweat on and he's like hey yeah. that, that kid can do this you know so right that night i'm sitting there and my phone rings and it's this guy bob and he's the manager of this plumbing company he said hey we talked to your stepdad you know if you want a job be here tomorrow morning you know eight o'clock so i'm thinking well shoot let's give it a try so that next morning i head down to san clemente and these guys are repiping a mobile home and anybody that's climbed under a mobile home knows it's, oh man it's yeah. not a fun job you know so, no no <laughs> so i show up there and these are just you know some burly dudes you know that know their shit and here i am i don't even know what channel locks are you know i always grew up tinkering with tools and messing around in the garage but like this was like next level so i meet these guys and right away they hand me a bunch of tools and fittings and i go climbing under this house with spiders and rats and everything and i'm basically the helper for this guy and you know i i work with this guy over the next few years and he, he really like took me under his wing like this kid and he, he taught me a lot about you know um, plumbing and you know troubleshooting and how to be a good worker a lot of these things these skills you know i really didn't have because i had only worked at you know delivering auto parts and kentucky fried chicken things like that so yeah yeah that guy just you know he's getting older and he was going to move off to oregon and i was like man i gotta find something more you know, something more dependable, like a, a good job with benefits. You know, I'm getting older. I, I want to move out. And I ain't going to do it with this. You know, hey, it's raining. There's no work today, buddy. So I ended up applying at some water districts. You know, I'm thinking, yeah, Moulton Miguel had a job opening. You know, I apply, don't get a response. I, I applied at every water district. And, you know, we didn't have BC water jobs. So I just went to every city website and I would just keep going to like, anybody that had linked on their page and I applied for everything. And finally I get an interview at Moulton Miguel and I go there and, you know, my brother knew one of the guys from high school. So I'm thinking, man, I got an in, you know, I interview goes great, go and take the physical and I fail the breathing pulmonary exam. I'm like, you gotta oh, be kidding man. me. So like, I'm devastated. I'm like, can I take it again? They're like, Nope. So now I'm thinking like, I got something wrong with me. I can't breathe. So I go to my personal doctor. I pass and the doctor's like, yeah, they administered the test wrong. I'm like, no way. So I call Moulton and I'm like, Hey, I just went and I passed. And they're like, well, positions already filled. Oh, <laughs> come on. And I'm thinking, come on. And like, this is seriously like, this is my luck, you know? Yeah. So I had a couple other little jobs, air conditioning, plumbing. And then I found a job in the penny saver, you know, remember looking for jobs in the penny saver. So I, Find this job and it's this place. <laughs> These millennials don't know what the no. penny saver is. Yeah, and Thomas no. guides and penny saver. Yeah, Thomas guides. Oh my gosh, man. You're dating us, dude. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> this is like, God, like 2000, like early 2000. There's some, so, so there's some dude right now Googling what fucking a Thomas guide is right now because they don't, they've never heard of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Turn that <laughs> GPS off and. Yeah. Kind of go turn your phone off and go yeah, go get a Thomas guy. Turn your phone off and go trouble. across town. Yeah. 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 So I see, see this, you tomorrow. <laughs> yes, I see this job and it's this pipeline uh waterworks supplier called Martin Lusco. Yeah. 
And I'm thinking, yeah. oh, I know plumbing. I can go work there. So I go interview. And right when I walk in there, it's like another world. I mean, a whole parking lot full of big steel fittings and, you know, 12-inch gate valves, all this stuff. So I go in there and, you know, I tell them I have some plumbing experience, which really didn't have shit to do with what I was getting myself into. And these right. guys. It's more residential and this is more like this, commercial. This or? was all commercial. Like I'm going to yeah. be a delivery guy for water agencies. And I'm thinking, you know, this would probably be a good way to, to meet people. You know, I'm going to yeah, yeah. truck to every agency around and all these construction sites. So this is, uh, yeah, like early 2000s. So I start delivering and I start meeting guys and, you know, I'm doing that for a while. It was, it was a cool, cool job. And while I was working there, like I said, our yard was just all old pallets and fittings and just, it looked like crap. So I slowly started pulling all the old pallets out, you know, replacing them with new pallets, organizing all the import and domestic fittings. And I got that place like dialed in because I was tired of like running circles, looking for stuff. I'm, yeah. I'm very anal. Like when it on your own initiative. When, yeah, when it's got to be organized, you know. So <laughs> yeah. I'm in there and this guy, Bob, from Tribuco Canyon Water District comes to get some parts. And he's like, hey, man, you guys clean the yard. It looks good. He's like, did you do this? I'm like, yeah. He's like, man, my yard back at work, it looks pretty rough. I'm like, well, just give me a job. I'll come in and clean all that stuff up with a smile <laughs> on my face, you know. <laughs> and you know he was cool and whatever that guy drove off and you know fast forward like six months the same guy comes in bob and he's like hey he goes we just opened a a meter like a meter tech one position you don't need any certs or anything you should apply for it i literally took my lunch break like 20 minutes later drove over yeah. there filled that application out with pencil right <laughs> I, I go in there and turn it. I filled it. I mean, it looked like chicken scrap. I filled it out with pencil. I didn't really have a background besides a little plumbing and stuff. And I go to turn it in and, and ask the girl at the front desk, I'm like, could I turn it into the manager? And she's like, oh, I'll just take it and put it in, you know, put it in the stack. And I go, well, you know, I don't want it to just be a name in the pile. I, I really want to be a face, you know, and I'd really like to turn it into the manager. And I'm just like sitting, I'm like nervous. I think my hands are sweating. And this guy comes out yeah. in a suit and, I just said, hey, you know, I, I want to turn this application. I'm not looking for a job. I'm looking for a career. I really want to get into this. And, you know, I'll, I'll jump in the sewer. I'll do whatever you guys want. I just. What made you want, what made you want, to, I'm sorry to cut you off, but what made you want to do that? Because I, I tell people, go and do that. Go knock on doors. Go, go do the, you know, introduce the face to the name. What made you do that at such an early age? Did someone coach you on that one? Or did yes. you just really want to make a good impression? Or how did that that well when i took that interview class in high school which at the time like i said i was just taking as an easy class one of the things i said is you know you want to be able to to stand out because literally i mean these jobs you see them you get you know 50 people 200 people apply right and i just right. thought if they just grab my application you know out of that pile you know my writing sucks i probably spelled something wrong i think i wrote it like i said i wrote it in pencil and they're just going to toss it but if i can actually get to talk to somebody they can they could see that I got that drive and, you know, I, I really want this, you know? So that guy came out and I turned it into him. And like I said, I told him, you know, I, I want a career, not just a job. Like I really want this. And if you would give me, give me a chance and, you know, like I'll do anything and I won't complain. Like I said, I'll sweep yeah. the floors. I'll jump in the sewer, whatever you Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so a couple of weeks later, you know, they, they called me and I had an interview and, you know, I went in for the interview and, you know, it was a meter guy interview. So it was right up my alley. It's like, can you walk five miles? Can you lift 50 pounds? Like, 
yeah, of, yeah, yeah. here, you know, can you type these numbers into this little handheld thing? And it went good. And I left there and I was thinking, ah, I don't know, you know, if I'm going to get it. And, you know, I think I was making like 12 bucks an hour delivering, you know, plumbing parts, water parts. And they called me up and they're like, hey, we're going to give you the job. And it was like 17 bucks an hour or something. I'm like, <laughs> I'm rich. Oh, yeah. And I'm just thinking, <laughs> yeah. wow, you know, this yeah. this is this is yeah. awesome. So this is actually like, you know, I worked at the, the pipe place, got up until like 2006-ish, you know. So this was actually like 2006. And, you know, by this time I had, you know, just gotten married to, to my wife and we just had our first baby and we just bought a condo and, you know, I get this job and I'm just all stoked on it, you know, and a couple of weeks later, this is like, you know, everything's taking a crap in 2006, 2007. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, the next thing I know, it's like, I come home, my wife lost her job and I'm like, and she made, she was like the breadwinner, you know, and now here I am, I'm like, well, shit I, we got to figure this out so at this time i was just trying to work as much overtime as possible and i was trying to learn everything as a meter guy i think we were eating top ramen for like you know a couple of years because just trying to make yeah. ends meet on on that meter salary and uh another guy because tribuco is small off of 17 bucks an hour yeah yeah, yeah. and it's like yeah it's insane it's like you know i got rid of all my toys and you know like nice off-road truck i ebayed that thing and a lot of my quads and motorcycles wellers like i'm into that stuff and i just yeah, yeah i was just getting rid of stuff to stay afloat and they go hey uh you know it was a small crew like the water crew was five guys the uh, wastewater crew was like probably four or five guys and then there was a few of us in the meter department so a guy on the water crew left and when he left i mean Trico's small it's 3500 service connections and we kind of Everybody, yeah. everybody, you wear a lot of hats, you know, and they just said, hey, you know, this guy left on the water department. Would you like to go over and, you know, work with those guys? And I'm thinking, hell yeah. You know, I'm walking around reading meters. It's 100 degrees in these canyons getting chased by dogs. I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> so I go over yeah. there and they're like, well, hey, one of the things is you have to get you have to get a certification within a year. And I looked and I'm like, man, I just missed one of the test date cutoffs. So I'm like, I have like one shot. I haven't taken a class yet. So long story short, I sign up for my T1. Some of the guys there are giving me stuff, trying to help me. And I'm just real, like I said, I struggled in school, especially with math. So I struggled with the math a lot. I went in and took that test and I left there just devastated. I, I was like running out of time, the three hours or, you know, basically like the hook came out and they drugged me out of the test. <laughs> So, you know, I'm telling the guy, I'm like, man, I even put, you know, the coliform sampling is 12 hours, not 24 hours. Like I screwed everything up. I just made so many mistakes. And I was literally like at the point where I was almost just going to quit because I knew I failed. And I'm like, this isn't right for me. You know, I'm too, I'm too dumb to do this water math, all this. And I was really beating myself up and the results came and I opened it and it's 74. And I'm like, wait a minute. So I passed. So I realized I'm like, man, you know, maybe maybe I can do this. And that's when, you know, the fall classes started at Santiago College here in Orange County. Uh, You know, I signed up for a math 101 and a distribution fundamentals and went and took it. And I, one of the things I realized it wasn't like the normal, you know, a college class. These were just normal guys like me. And I'm a real visual and audible learner. And these guys were just, 
you know, telling stories about things they saw at work. And I, I quickly just, I started to love it. And I'm thinking I got a little girl at home and, you know, a wife that just lost her job. I'm like, I got to try to knock these classes out and start, you know, getting these certs. So I slowly started picking through those classes and, and you guys know how it is when you're out, mm -hmm. it's August and you're working on a pipeline break all day and you're covered in mud. And now you're, you're driving to a class and you got to sit there till 1030 at night yeah. and then you got to drive home and now you can't sleep and then you got to get up and do it again. <laughs> so I just figured I got to get through that temporary pain for the, you know, the lifetime award that'll and you don't, and you can't see it, right? No. You can't see the end. You can't see the trophy. All you know is there's a trophy, right? And it's just kind of like, you're just, you're just like, it's like the pinata, right? Like you, you blindfolded, like you got the stick in your hand. That's the classes. And the pinata is like the goal. That's the trophy. Yeah. You're just swinging away, right? Oh, you yeah. don't know if you're close, you don't know if the candy's going to fall out anytime soon. But you just keep whacking away, dude. And I remember those days, dude. I could totally relate. Like, you just took me back. Dude, oh, yeah. Like 20 years. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, going to Mount Back, going upstairs to the classes there, and, and after working at Pomona, all muddied up or wearing oh, different yeah. underwear at the end of the day that I came in with, dude, because I was just soaked in mud or dirt. And, and uh, dude, I remember that. And, it, you know, it was like, and the classes are from 6 to 10. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's like a four-hour class. You know, and it was just like, dude, you were just so stoked if you got out at nine forty-five. You know, oh my and, gosh, uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, I remember that. And I was doing, yeah, Monday through Thursday classes until I knocked out their whole program. And uh, and yeah, dude, I remember that. Dude, you just took me back, man. Yeah, and now that, that was my that was my goal. Is like, hey, if I can get through these classes, I can get that certificate from the school. And I think if I yeah. get that certificate from the school. Now, you know, when my, if I apply for another job, that's something that I know I would look at as like, Hey, this guy's dedicated. Like he sat through 10 classes at night, and, but yeah. it shows a level of commitment that I, I figured would, it would help me in my future. So I kept, you know, taking the classes and, you know, then I went and took my D2, you know, my, my T3, cause at Tribuco we were a, a D4 T3 system. So I figured there wasn't a, not a lot of yeah. treatment jobs around Orange County. So I figured, you know, if I get, my, mm -hmm. get your T3, I mean, you can operate any plant in the state, you know, as like a, a, a ship lead or senior operator. So I was working on that and I eventually got certed up. I got my, uh, man, I, I had passed my D5 and my T3. And now it's just like, I'd passed everything so fast. I'm just waiting on the hours. So That's I, was, awesome. I was working on the crew, uh, good group of guys there was five of us we ran a little conventional uh surface water plant direct filtration plant and and we did everything mm -hmm. it's like when you're on call if there was an issue with the plant like pomona you could go fix the plant if there's a mainline mm -hmm. break it's like you're you know grabbing a piece of pipe and a dump truck and you know i was doing that and i'm thinking you know what like i like doing the repair stuff but i'm like i really want to get into like a treatment or operator job and at that time you know I saw Irvine was hiring for a system operator too. And, you know, Irvine was like one of those places when, you know, I'm standing on the side of the Canyon road and we're working out of an old, old truck. And here would come the Irvine, you know, look like a snap on truck driving down the road. You know, the guys all had their ICs and, you know, their cool hard hats. And I'm like, man, look at those guys. Those guys are living yeah. the dream over there, you know? And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. don't get me wrong. Tribuco is, I wouldn't change it if I could, because those guys, you know, taught me so much. And I just yeah. saw that Irvine job and I'm like, you know what? I know they do uh, educational reimbursement and they have a lot of really good benefits. And, 
you know, I'm, you know, young dad starting a family. I'm like, man, I think sure, there's sure. going to be a lot of opportunity there in the future. So you're not thinking about all the quads you're going to buy back. No, I'm not. I'm not even thinking. I'm just thinking about like, <laughs> exactly. I got to pay some debt off and get my shit together. And right. I do that right. job and I apply and they, you know, they call me for an interview and I'm like, cool. And you know, I knew a couple of guys there from, from class, you know, a couple of them ended up being managers and stuff. That's another good thing is when you're sitting next to these guys in class, always know that that guy sitting next to you or he's a meter reader is up and coming. That guy could be sitting across the interview table from you one day. And it's always yeah. good. Or your boss. Or your or boss. Your boss. Yeah, so never burn <laughs> yeah. those bridges. So I was always yeah. cool with those guys. So then I go in, I got an interview and I'm thinking, you know, the only interview I've ever had was meter reader like can you lift 50 pounds can you walk five miles and so i go sit in there and, and it's like uh you know there's five people in there and real intimidating they're all sitting across the table and right away you know everyone's like we're gonna ask you a couple of questions and they're like all right can you please describe breakpoint chlorination and i'm thinking <laughs> oh, oh, i'm like what <laughs> you know like really like you weren't expecting i was that. not and luckily you know more like what kind of hobbies are you into? i was thinking like i can lift 50 pounds and i could walk five miles and <laughs> they they just start hitting me with these questions and i'm just thinking, yeah. holy shit you know and luckily you know i had just taken all these classes so i was able to answer them and they hit me with some tough ones you know like what's a weakness and you know, what are, you know, what are your strengths and, you know, breakpoint chlorination and you're responding to a fire in, in the canyon. And, you know, I was able to work through everything and I walked out of there like, oh my God, like beat up. It's, maybe I'm like way, you know, overreaching with this one. And the, this guy came out from the interview and he was one of the water operations supervisors. He's like, Hey man. And he actually was one of Johnny Johansson. He was one of the teachers at Santiago. He happened to be on the panel okay. and he said, Hey, goes, Hey, you did really, really good. And he goes, I hope it works out for you. And, you know, it's like two ways to take that. Like, did you really suck? And he's just trying to make you feel better or did you do good? (laughs) So yeah, exactly. A few weeks. Let you down slowly. So yeah. You know how it's like waiting for your T3 results. It takes weeks, you know, I'm sitting there and thinking there's going to be an envelope from the water district saying, sorry, you know, you didn't get the job, but instead I got a phone call and they're like, Hey, you know, we'd like you to join our team. And, nice. and you know how scary it is when you're leaving somewhere oh, yeah. where you know where every pipe is and valve and how that operates. And so I'm like, well, maybe, yeah, you know, and it was actually going to be a little less pay because Tribuco had just given me a raise. So it was going to be like, you know, Tribuco had given me like a four or $5 an hour raise when I became an operator. And now this job from Irvine was less money. And I'm like, yeah. shit, what am I going to do? And I just said, you know, I, I got to do it. You know, I got to take this job because I think the long-term payoff is going to be better. So, you right. know, I took the job. I, I came over to, to Irvine and right away it was like I was starting over in another world. You know, I, I Irvine, we got a crew. I mean, it's huge. We got like 182 square miles. I think there's over 50 reservoirs, three groundwater treatment plants, big surface water plant, recycled plants. It's like it's overwhelming. Like you could literally, you probably drive around in your truck four hours a day, getting from point to point. So I, yeah. I came here, it was overwhelmed. There was a lot going on. And, and back then we did everything. You did distribution and treatment. So I start going to these water plants and they're all reverse osmosis. And for me, it's like, it didn't look like a water plant. It looked like an industrial building with just 
bunch of loud pumps and pipe all over the place. I'm just kind of thinking, what is this? Because from the surface water guy that I was, I'm used to being able to see the process and look at things. And it was all very industrial and new to me. And Mm -hmm. we had chlorine one ton cylinders. So it was like a whole new world. And, you know, right, right. When I started, I'm just like, what the hell did I get myself into? (laughs) Exactly. So just like, you know, eating an elephant, just one bite at a time. I just took a lot of notes and these guys that were training me, um, to be honest, I think they're some of the best guys in the industry. These guys have all been here 20, 25 years and they just do a lot. So I just rode around with them. I took a lot of notes and these guys slowly started, you know, retiring or, or moving to different areas. And, um, I eventually became a, a operator three, which is kind of like a senior, like a lead guy. And I was doing that. And I was thinking like, man, how did I get that? You know, just guess the right place at the right time. And I kind of always yeah. doubted myself for some reason. And so I got that position and, and then we separated the departments towards treatment. And they're like, you want to go to treatment or distribution? Like, well, we're the same group, but we're just going to split up. And I'm thinking, oh, I want to be in distribution. Like I saw these treatment plants and I'm just thinking, man, these are a lot of work. It's a lot, <laughs> yeah, right. it's a lot of right. responsibility. And they just said, well, you know, at this time I had gotten my, just past my T4 and they're like, well, you got a T4, you're going to treatment, buddy. So, you know, I didn't really have much of a choice. <laughs> you had to dive in. No, know. they just threw me in there. And, you know, I just slowly started learning these plants and taking some of the classes through Samoa and some of the online, uh, like David H. Paul has some really good online membrane classes. And, you know, mm-hmm. at this time I was having our, you know, our second kid and I was home for a couple of weeks and I, I took advantage of that time. And because there was a supervisor, our supervisor had been there like, man, a million years was retiring. And I was like, I got to at least throw my name in the hat, you know, like I got to do it. So while I'm at home, I, you know, we just had our son. I, I took a David H. Paul class that I, I paid out of pocket, like 600 bucks, like just praying to God, the district would reimburse me. Cause I think I put it on a credit card cause I didn't have the money at yeah. the time. And I took that yeah. class and, you know, I came back to work after the maternity leave and I had the interview and, and I went in there and, and I did really well. And, you know, they, they gave me the supervisor job. So now I'm thinking, holy shit, like now I really got to, uh, I got to get it together and, and, and the guy that was there before this guy, Wayne, Wright, You know, he had, I mean, he had basically grown up in the district. He knew everything. So it was some big, big shoes to fill. And, and, you know, you get a lot of guys that had put in for the job that, you know, they might've had more experience than me. And now here, and they're older than me. And now I'm this younger guy and now I'm going to be their boss. Like it was, it was a a very tough uh, transition for me. And I just got in there and, you know, slowly started working with these guys and, you know, uh, the crew. It's a different set of skills. It really is. Like that. Yeah. And I basically just told these guys, like, you, you guys know your job better than me. You know, I'm just here to, you know, support you. Let's stay safe. Let's communicate. And, I just kind of took a different approach instead of being like one of those micromanagers, I, I kind mm-hmm. of just, you know, trusted them. And these guys on my crew just took off. I mean, we started taking a lot of pride in our work and we started getting these plants cleaned up and we started replacing the membranes and, you know, the, the better we got things dialed in the easier our standbys were going to be, you know, we're not going to get all these nuisance alarms. So really right. worked hard and we got all these plants dialed in. 
And, and that's when these awards started coming in, like the best tasting membrane water in 2018. I mean, this plant, like we'd always joke, you know, it's the potable treatment plant in Irvine. Like, you know, there was always some kind of little issue there. We're having problems. And so we didn't even know the engineer entered us in that, um, for that award. And we, we were told, Hey, you guys won this award. And we're like, really? And, you know, I was called by Samoa and they were telling me you're doing a great job. And, you know, and then what I basically said is, you know, it's, this all, this all a team, a team effort, you know, and I, yeah. I can't take credit for that award. It's like, you know, I get, I get it. It was under my leadership, but it was, is these guys all working hard. So I made sure we all got credit for that. And then, you know, the following year I got that water operator of the, of the year. And I was like, you know, I was sitting at lunch with my buddy Earl and the phone rings. Earl, Earl Doyle? Yeah, Earl Doyle. And the, right on. the phone rings, right? <laughs> old, old Pomona guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're sitting there and the phone rings and it's, you know, hey, where are you at? Because I guess the conference was in uh, like Pico Rivera or something, but uh-huh. I had to work. I was on standby, so I couldn't go. And they're like, you just won this award. And I'm like, holy shit. And you know, you know the same thing is like winning that award. I really just give a lot of credit to my crew because – you know, those are the guys that shine and, and they make me look good. And, you know, because of them, you know, they've allowed me to, to really focus on, you know, looking at ways to get these plants improved and, and training. And with those things, you know, I would like to get that award. You basically have to have somebody submit you um, just mm-hmm. to enter yourself and just say, hey, I think I'm a badass operator. <laughs> I want a trophy, you I'm know, a D- I got a D5, give me a trophy. And, yeah. This engineer that I had been working with, this guy, Carl Spanglenberg, uh, he had told me like months before, because he, he's basically uh, like a consultant for our group. And he had told me like, hey, these, you know, we have all these reservoir management sites. We manage like 18 of them where we do chlorine and mm-hmm. ammonia injection and we operate all the plants. And he's always looking at, hey, your LSI is low or it's high or this. You need to make these adjustments. And he had told me, he goes, man, the water quality has drastically improved the membrane trains are running really good. Like, you know, we had switched cartridge filters at our plants. We had done all kinds of changes. And he was like, man, you know, this is all because of you. You're, you're making all these changes. And like, I'm seeing the results. And so he entered me into this award. And then, you know, like later on, he asked me some questions, like, I'm going to enter you. And I'm like, ah, don't enter me. But anyways, long story short, he entered me, I got it. And that's just one of the things I always just want to make sure that, you know, the team gets it. I really like to give credit, you know, to my team because without yeah. them, man, I've learned so much stuff from guys like Earl Doyle and Joe Garcia and, and these guys. Joe G. Joe G. Yeah, man. I know. Yeah, there, he's a Pomona guy too, man. That, that he was my partner at Pomona. I mean, I was there a couple years before uh, before he got there, and uh, man, we loved working with Joe. I think I actually helped him move or Yo. went to his baby shower back in the day, man. It was, uh, he's a great dude. He's a good dude. That's a, that's a, that, you know, that's a killer squad. Just those three guys. I can't imagine, you know, who else you have on your team, but you know, like yeah, you know. to, to, to you and what you're saying right now is like, we're only as good as the people around us, right? Like I wouldn't be able to do all my classes or get away from work on my own time. If I didn't know that the fires were going to be held down to a minimum and the guys weren't, you know what yeah. I mean? We're, we're handling business back back at home. Um, and so, yeah, man, like uh, we, we always have to pay, you know, much respect to the team that we have. And whether they're just starting out, right, and they're trying their best or they're seasoned and they, they just kick ass day in and day out, 
um, got to give them you yeah. know, all the love that they, uh, that they deserve. Absolutely. And it's like, I used to be a, a, a runner. I still run a little bit, but you know, I did a lot of distance running and stuff. And like, I used to be like, Oh, I want to get faster. And all the runners would always say, Hey man, if you want to be a faster runner and you got to run with faster dudes, you can't be running with, you know, these slow guys, you know, like I always yeah. say that, you know, you want to soar with the Eagles, you can't run with the turkeys, you know? So you really, you got to surround yourself with, with good people. And, Fortunately for me, I, I was surrounded by guys that, you know, had my back and, and they were really sharp and I was able to learn a lot from them. And, you know, it's, it's really helped me in my career up to this point, you know, and, you know, getting my certifications and, and getting these awards and getting these plants turned around. It's like, you know, I couldn't have done it with, without, you know, without that crew, that love of that crew having my back. That's awesome, man. Super cool. Super, super cool to hear that. And, you know, just, uh, again, those are massive, you know, accolades that, you know, most people will never see in their, their career. Cause you know, again, it's only one operator a year. So, you know, you got 30 years in a career, you got, you know, 30 other possible awards you might get. And, uh, how many tens of thousands of operators we have just in California. Oh my God. You know? yeah. and so, uh, it's <laughs> a lot. So that's awesome, man. Yeah, no, it's, it's tons, man. And, uh, and uh, yeah, so um, what about your? So did you have your T five at that time when you when you first got in the supervisor position? Or uh... no, <laughs> actually no, I didn't. <laughs> so I had a I had a D five and a and a T four, and one of the things is you know when I got that position, um, this was at the time that we were going to be starting up this Baker water filtration plant, which is a twenty eight million gallon per day plant, and it, it's like a joint venture. It's it's uh, we're going to be supplying water to some of the South County. It's like Moulton Miguel, Tribuco Canyon, Altoro, Irvine Ranch. Um, you know, there's a lot of different agencies that are, are partnered into this plant. And I knew as becoming the treatment supervisor that this Baker plant, Santa Margarita was in there too. So it was going to be a T5 plant. So I knew there was a possibility, like I'm probably going to have to get my T5, you know, and, and nobody had it. Nobody had their T5 at, at the district. So, the district ended up bringing in a guy and they were going to do a class. And it, you know, it was like me, a couple other supervisors and managers. We took this class and, you know, the guy came in and told us about, you know, this is the kind of stuff that's going to be on the exam. And it was really overwhelming. It's like, Hey, you know, what do you do? An airplane crashes into your plant with, you know, carrying pesticides yeah. and all this stuff. And I went through it all. It was a two day class and I'm thinking, Oh, you know, I, I think, I think I can do this. I, I felt that I knew a lot of the, the regulation and everything pretty good. So, you know, we all go in and take it and two of the guys passed and then the other three of us failed. And I, I went into this interview, uh, it was up in long beach and I was just thinking, I, first of all, I, I was, it's like starting a race. You know, if you can show up to the, the starting line, not injured, it, it it means something just to be there. So I felt like, Hey, at least I'm here. Like I made it to this point in my career where I could even take this test. So either way I was looking at it as, wow, I've come a long way to be, you know, going into interview for a T5. So I go into interview for this thing. My hands are sweaty, you know, I'm just nervous. And, you know, I sit across from this board and right away, like, you know, the first question, like, tell us about yourself. And I could hardly even talk, you know, I'm just, I didn't even I didn't even know who I was at that point. So I, I go through the interview. <laughs> was uh was was John Strutzel in the room? Oh, he was just sitting there, mad, sitting yeah, the just sitting there, mad dogging <laughs> me, like sizing me up, and I'm just so nervous. Yeah. And 
I knew a couple of the questions, you know, and then I started bombing and I just really went downhill and I'm just thinking, oh my God, like, how am I going to pass this? So long story short, I failed and it was a bummer because, you know, a couple other guys passed and I just put in a lot of effort and I made it there and I failed. So I sign up, you know, the, I don't know, six months later, I go in again and this time I felt like I just did worse. I just went in there and, you know, I'm, I'm talking myself up the whole ride there, you know, answering questions in my head. And I go in there and I'm just, I, I blew it again. Like I knew it. Like I, I, I mean, I did okay, but I'm like, I don't think I passed. And sure enough, you know, my wife calls and goes, Hey, you got a letter from the health department. And every other time I usually open that letter and just start praying and look for congratulations on the top of the letter. And she's like, she's opening it. She's reading it really slow. And I'm just like, on the other side, like, come on, did I pass? Did I pass? She's like, oh, sorry, babe, you failed. I was like, God damn it, you know? And I'm like, <laughs> I am over this, you know? So I wait like another year. And I'm like, you know, I'm gonna try it again. And I study more. And this time, like I live in Orange County, Southern California, and the test is gonna be in San Diego. So I drive all the way down there. Of course, there's traffic, it takes me two hours to get there. I go in and this time I'm confident I go in there a lot more confident, studied and studied and studied. And I did really well. Everything they asked me, I knew it, you know, like I knew these damn questions. I leave there and I'm telling my wife, I'm like, I definitely passed. I flipping aced that test. A few weeks go by, got the letter, failed, said I, you know, missed some regulatory questions. So for a couple of years, I just said, you know what, screw it. You know, I don't have technically I, at that point, I didn't have to have it. Only the manager had to have it. And I'm, you know, now I'm, I'm overseeing the Baker plant and I'm overseeing all these other plants. Baker now has its own treatment supervisor because it's its own world. And I'm just doing the uh, reverse osmosis plants and reservoirs. So, but at the time I was kind of doing everything and I was overwhelmed and I just said, screw it, you know, take a couple years off and, and I hadn't hardly studied at all. And I was starting to forget things. And later on, I just thought, you know what, maybe I'll try that again. You know, and our manager had asked and I saw a lot of people getting ready to retire. And I said, maybe, maybe I'll try that again. Uh, and that's when I was on Instagram. And I think you had, you know, I had heard somebody said, Hey, have you listened to this Waterwise Pro podcast? And I hadn't, you know, and, and then I saw a thing on Instagram and then you had shared my story about the Samoa. You had posted something, hey, you know, any guys be interested in this T5 training class. And, you know, I had hit you up and long story short, I, I signed up for your class up in Huntington Beach. And, you know, I'm thinking, I'm going to go take this class. I'm really going to listen to these guys. And, and your description of the class is like, hey, you know, you got to be here and you got to be on your game and you, you got to be here wanting to learn. And I, w I was really looking for, you know, some guidance on, you know, where have I, what do I need to do? So I signed up for your class. I go up there and right away when I walked in, it was, it was a way uh, better atmosphere than I thought. I was, I was picturing, you know, a bunch of guys with, you know, T5 type guys, you know, with Glasses, oh, yeah, glasses and pencil <laughs> yeah. pouches and all that. And I walked in there and I'm like, hey, it's just a bunch of guys like me, you know, jeans and flannels and tattoos and just normal dudes from out in the field. And, you know, these all guys yeah. that had, you know, taken the test like me three times and failed it or guys that are going in their first time. And 
you know, sitting down with a group of guys that, you know, were a lot more relatable to me, um, it, it was really beneficial because I was able to, you know, open up, you know, I told the whole class about this is how I screwed up and these are the things they asked me and we all bounced ideas off each other. And, you know, when that first class um, was over, one of the things I realized is, you know, I really know a lot of this material, but a lot of it is my presentation. I'm going into these um, exams as an operator. And, as Dave yeah, Paulson. Yeah, and I, I, I can't go in there as Dave Paulson. I need to go in there as I, I'm the manager, I'm the head guy in charge, and, you know, I'm, I'm running the shit here, you know? Like, and I had, I had thought going into this, like, you have to know every every single regulation, you have to know everything, and, you know, that's the thing is, we're never going to know everything, but we right. have to know. It's partly true, but yeah, there's a lot more to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to know a lot. But the big thing yeah. is, is you got to be able to make good decisions. And, and that's what they're there to see. It's like, if you don't know something, how are you going to find the answer? Like, how, what resources are you going to utilize? So I went in there with that type of, of uh, you know, attitude. Like, I'm going in here. I'm running the show. Um I'm going to go over, you know, answer these questions and I'm going to break them down this time. Like, you know, I'm going to identify the problem, you know, correct the problem, document the problem, right. report the problem. And then like uh, after action follow-up. And I think if you go in there and they ask you about a regulation or a violation and you can break down, you know, those, those five steps, it helps you to really give them a solid answer. And then when I got, there was maybe one or two things where, you know, maybe they wanted a little more and that's where you come in and say, you know, I'm going to utilize, you know, my plant manager or I'm going to utilize uh, my, what is it, my my plant uh, uh, operations manual. I'm going to, you know, contact right. my uh, district sanitary engineer. Like, you have to let them know. It's like, you know, if you get in a pickle, this is how you're going to go through it and correct it. And these are the resources you're going to to use to make sure that you can get this situation handled. And I went into that interview and I, you know, this is the first time. That's the other thing is I finally went out and bought a suit and tie. Like I don't own a suit and tie and all the guys in the class are like, Hey dude, you gotta have a suit and tie. So like I went and bought a suit and tie, you know, I got my hair cut, got all combed your hair. Yeah. Parted your combed hair. My hair trimmed up the mustache <laughs> and just went in there and like, and I, and you know what, like wearing that suit, it, it honestly, it gave me a lot of confidence. Like I was dressed for success. Like I felt better about myself and, you know, I, I went in there for this fourth time and every question they asked me, it's, I knew it. And I made sure I just like exerted that, that confidence to them and letting them know that, you know, I, I take, you know, public health and, water quality, very safety and, um, or not very safely, very seriously. And, you know, I, I just, it, everything just lined up and clicked. And what I had gotten out of your course was that, that confidence, cause that's where I was lacking. And, you know, I know you and Mike, you know, I talked to you guys, Mike was the other instructor that was there, mm -hmm. you know, you guys, Sense, yeah. yeah, it's like, you know, you got you got to be more confident. You got to sit up straight. You got to not slouch. You got to not say, um, um, um. And you, this is how you have to break these things down. And, you know, I went in there. I, I did really good. And I got those results. And I passed. And I was like, holy shit, you know, I, I didn't give up. It's like, you got to be persistent. So 
How did you feel? How did you feel coming out of that one compared to the other interviews that you'd done? I, when I came out of that one, I was like, if I don't pass, literally, I got to call and be a Karen and talk to the manager. Just, (laughs) you know, and, 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 you know, working, working with the the Waterwise Pro, you know, program, um, you guys gave me a, a lot of information, you know, the folder with all these regulations and all this stuff. thing that I would recommend to these guys is when you get these big manuals, if you take them and break them up and you, and you type them up and and you put things into your own wording, that's what I did with, with my information I got from you guys. I broke everything up. I took every regulation, you know, if it was four or five pages long, I I broke it into bullet points. You know, what is the regulation and what is the reporting of this regulation? Like what are the MCLs? And by doing that, I was able to, maintain a lot of that information a a lot better because i think one of the things is like my buddy just took his t5 at the same time and he called me same similar story to me and he's telling me oh i took this class up in sacramento and he starts reading me everything and he's telling me what he's learning and i start asking him questions and he's answering them and it sounds like he's reading a textbook and that was i think where a lot of guys go bad it's like hey i just memorized a bunch of stuff and Kind of worked yeah. with him and just said, hey, you got to break this stuff up or kind of give examples and put some filler words in there. And and he took his test, too, and he passed. And me and him are the you know, two guys that we were the youngest on the crew at Irvine. And, you know, we had a, <laughs> we had a lot of senior guys ahead of us and we're the two rookies. And, you know, fast forward five years, I'm I'm the supervisor and have my T5 and. He's now in operations, uh, I think a leader supervisor out in Corona with a T5. And my big thing is like message to a lot of these guys that are coming up is don't ever give up. Like when you go in and things don't work out, I know it's frustrating, but you got to just keep digging in and, and, you know, try again. And you have to, you know, let people tell you what you're screwing up on. And it's hard not to get frustrated, you know, Steve. Fernandez is telling you, dude, your presentation sucks. And you're just like, screw you, man. But you know what? (laughs) They wouldn't be your friends if they weren't honest with you. They're trying to set you up for success. And you got to be willing to, you know, to hear that kind of stuff. And that was, you know, when we, when me and Mike, uh, Maestas, again, take everyone back. People don't know my connection to Mike Maestas. He's the, one of the operations managers for Cucamonga Valley Water District. Super, super intelligent dude. I mean, uh, I've just I tried keeping up with him when we first started in the in the career together, taking classes together, and then he just just left me in the dust. <laughs> master's degree, like T five, D five, like he's just he's a stud. Yeah. Um, and so I wanted to do a T five, and I I took my T five when I was twenty eight and failed it, and my letter said due to lack of experience, and then I think that just left a sour taste in my mouth. I got the job the next day I had interviewed for Watsonville and they were a T2 system. So I couldn't even qualify to get the certificate. And so, you know, wanting to teach a T5 and not having a T5 under my belt, I just kind of feel like an imposter. So I, I wanted to team up with somebody that at least had it and we could uh, just team up because I know a lot of it's like, like we said, knowing the information, I probably is like 60% of it. And then 40% of it is just like how you package all that stuff up. Right. Yeah. And so, um, you know, and I called, you know, we set the tone by, you know, the, the flyer, I think saying like, if you're not going to take it serious, like, yeah, you know, then don't basically don't show up. And, you know, I think that was my first, yeah. you know, intro, yeah. right. Is like when everybody first got there, I was just like, Hey, I was just like, 
you know, if you're not going to take this serious, if you're going to be joking around, you know, people, you know, we charge a decent amount of money for this two day uh, course and weekends. And then we had like a Facebook private room where we were, you know, working together with you guys throughout that two week process. And, and, uh, you know, I told everybody, like, if you, if you're not going to take this serious, then just let me know now and I'll give you your money back. And that was the tone, you know, that's what I said to everybody at the very beginning, because, you know, these guys, I know you guys have worked extremely hard and to have a, to have a T5 is like, you're just on a whole nother level and of professionalism and, and, you know, people that, that don't have a T5 or don't value the treatment side as much as distribution, maybe their distribution side, uh, professional, but just taking the T5, it just like solidifies that you're, you're a professional, you're a water professional and, you know, and it just, cause you, it's a, it's an interview, it's an oral interview and it's super intimidating super. and it's 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 a lot and so um you know we we got down into like the science of like you know answering those questions is like you know and i think just to plainly put there's like five different you know processes through answering your questions and if you're you know listening to this getting ready for your t5 or you know somebody um shoot them this podcast because basically what you know what we're talking about are just they're super super valuable to their preparation for the T5. But when they ask these questions, it's identify the, pro- the problem, right? They're going to give you a scenario. Yep. You got to identify the problem, protect public health. You got to take your samples, basically see what's going on, uh, notification, and then prevention. And then follow-up is after that. Right? Yes. So if you can do that for every single question from start to finish when you answer your question, it's going to be like, man, this guy's on it. He hit every single thing and again that's identify protect sample notification prevention right prevention from happening again and then follow up right and so i mean if you hit those on every single question you're sure to nail it oh yeah right i mean you don't even need to know all of the regulatory sides of things but if you can just walk it through it and say where you're getting your reference your resources from or the steps that you're going to take throughout this scenario that they give you um that's what they're looking for and uh, that that ability to uh, get through an issue, get through a problem, because again, like you are the person, like you're you're like the top person in your organization in this in this type of you know situation uh, with that T five. So, absolutely, um, absolutely. So yeah, man, I I I got a lot out of that um, that course, and there were some super smart dudes in that room, weren't oh. they? I mean, a we had like. Eight or nine guys. A lot of sharp guys. Yeah. That's you know, it's a little. And then you got to get up in front of the class, and we did like a mock interview. Yep. You're sitting yep. up there, but we drilled you guys. <laughs> but hey, let me go back on one thing. It's like you were just sure. mentioning, and I mentioned earlier, it's like how to break down all those questions. And you yeah. know what? Like one thing I'll recommend to the operators out there is do your job like that. When you're out and you run into a problem at the plant, before you call your your supervisor and say, hey, there, there's problem well did you check this no did you do that no i didn't know but what you do is when you go out like hey there's a problem with my filter okay well what's the problem i'm gonna i'm gonna look at it i'm gonna try to correct it i'm gonna you know document or write a work order or whatever that way by the time you get to your supervisor or manager instead of looking like a dumbass like you didn't look into anything you go to them and you're just like hey here's the problem this is what i did you know this is maybe what i think we should do and then you have it all documented and it just makes life so much easier and by doing that you're going to learn a lot so i think like that way to answer a question can really help you with just your daily 
you know, plant rounds or issues you're running into out in the system. It just helps you to be very thorough. Yeah. And then, and then when you go to take a test like that, it's like, it's just like your normal day-to-day thing. Right? Yeah. You just, it, uh, you, you're just used to that process, that thought process. I use it. I use that in my, you know, even at home, you know, being a dad, what did you do? Okay. This is what you did. Okay. Well, this is how we're going to fix it. Let's go tell mom. <laughs> That's how I do it. You know, I think it really works good just for anything you're you're working on. Just being able to break it up like that helps you stay organized and efficient. Yeah, exactly. Good stuff, man. Damn, that's that's uh that's great stuff. And you know, I know that there's people that are that listen that are aspiring to be at that level, that T five level, and um, and if they're not, then they should, you know, if, uh, if you're going to, if you're going to work in this industry, why not be the best, you know, why not be the best at your craft? Um, that way you could always say, Hey man, I, I gave it my all. I did, I did all these things and, and in return, it took care of my family. It took care of me and, you know, and, uh, we provided, you know, great service to the communities I work for and just a lot of positive stuff comes from just working hard and giving it your best. And, uh, you know, what's one, you know, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll kind of cut it off here, Dave, but like, what is like some final, like, like just piece of advice is that you would give to someone? Cause again, like, you know, we started at KFC, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> we started at KFC yeah. and, you know, uh, operator of the year national accredited, you know, association to get, got you that you got the T five, didn't give up the bachelor's degree, dude, hell of a journey um in your profession so far and you're only halfway through it man so yeah. or not even halfway through it so you know what what are some some pieces of advice to you that you can give our listeners to just believing in yourself because you're you're i, I know you like doing your own thing you tinker in the garage all the time on your bikes and stuff and, and and having fun with the family and i know that's a huge motivator for you but like on the career side of things and in, in a personal level like what what can you give these guys that, you know, that they don't give up on themselves because you've had a lot of adversities or just like, even just that within the mental game, oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Just, just kind of throwing you off or like, ah, I'm not good, good enough for this. Or I, I maybe it's not for me, but like, what, what can you tell our listeners to just like, keep it going? And so one of the things is you, you got to look at where you are now. Like you got, can't look at how far I got to go and what I got to do. You got to look at what's what's the challenge ahead of me today. Like right now, I'm I'm working on my T2. Don't be worried about your T5. Start focusing on on that T2. What do you got to do? You get that, and you go to the next step, and you got to you got to you know take those small bites, like eating an elephant. And in 2016, I I ran a I was into like ultra marathons and running far distances, and you know I started out with the running 5Ks, and my final run I, I did 100 miles. And everyone's like, how the hell did you run 100 miles? And the whole thing is you have to really watch what you're thinking about. You can't be on mile one thinking about mile 100. You got to just worry about that mile you're on or that goal you're on and complete it and go to the next one. And if you fail, you got to just, you know, get back on that horse and keep going. And, you know, it's life's not fair. We're going to, you know. See, it's going to seem like everybody else just things go easy for them. You know, they got the nice car, the good job. And, you know, they're ace. They've never done hardly any treatment. They're passing their T4. You got to just get out there. You got to surround yourself with the right people. You got to, you got to work hard and be you know, persistent. And if you fail, instead of just saying, I suck, I can't do this. 
fuck it, I'm going to quit. You have to go, what did I screw up on? You know, they're telling me this regulatory stuff is where I messed up or this math. So you got to be able to go back and, and, you know, start focusing on those, those weaknesses and, you know, don't be scared to, you know, sign up for a class at your college and, and go take a class or go take a class like this T5 class where you got to get out of that comfort zone. And like I said, you, you got to surround yourself with, with good guys. And, you know, a lot of times there could be guys on the crew that are negative and you're around that stuff and that negativity could, you know, it can start feeding on it. So you really just got to try to stay away from the negativity and the, the drama and the rumors and all the crap at work. And, and you got to just focus on your career. And, and by doing that, it's just, you know, doors are going to open and, and you're going to slowly start learning the stuff and you're going to start working your way up that ladder. And I think, I think it's huge. You just got to just, I guess my biggest piece of advice is just, just don't give up. I barely graduated high school. I think I had a D plus in, in history class and I had a lot of, a lot of trouble learning, you know, like I can't pick up a book and yeah. read it and retain everything. So you got to figure out how do you learn, you know, like maybe uh, taking the math class online is not for you. Maybe, you know, there's, there's so many different ways to do things. So for me, I utilize YouTube and a lot of hands-on stuff. So there's, there's so many resources out there today that I didn't have right. growing up. Yeah. So you got to take advantage of those resources and, and figure out what's going to help you learn. If it's flashcards, if it's YouTube videos, whatever it is, but you got to just figure that out and just keep, keep grinding and, you know, doors will open. You'll pass those tests. The, the trophies will start coming. Yeah, you'll get, however that, get some trophies. Yeah, exactly. And then once you get those trophies, you're going to have a bunch of weight on your shoulders because everyone's think you're a know-it-all and you're going to, <laughs> this a guy. blessing and a curse you let, know let's let let's ask the operator of the uh, year how to comes do it, america's right? operator right here it's like no pressure no pressure <laughs> oh man that's good stuff man man i love that you uh you came on you shared your story dave and uh and just your openness to to everything that you've been through and and uh and and i know a lot of people are going to benefit from it so Again, man, I thank you for your time. Hopefully we can do this again and maybe have some more specific like treatment uh, segments on and, and, and talk about like troubleshooting, yeah. uh, plant scenarios, stuff like that. I think uh, I think that'd be all good stuff that I know a lot of operators would appreciate. And coming from America's operator, <laughs> I think it, it'd have a lot of weight to it. <laughs> you know what? I love, I love, that's one of my favorite things. Like I, I love, I love troubleshooting and, and figuring things out. Uh, that's awesome. So I would love doing it. Cool, man. We'll definitely do that. Cool, man. Well, you take it easy, man. Have a have a, a great day, and I'll talk to you soon, man. Right on, brother. Later. All right. Peace.